Is this on? Sports show for our 21st episode. Gentlemen, our podcast can now drink. This is exciting. We've been drinking the whole time we've been making this, and now our baby can join in. Gentlemen, what an exciting time we have today. I wish as a child, I my drinking age went up as the amount of episodes I had too, but that did not. So, <laughs> had to for like 20 more days. Ago, that's okay. Well, I think also, you know, one of the big reasons why this is such a special episode is we have a Mr. Jacob Land joining us today. We have the episode, the Jacob Specialist here. Give him a round of applause for Mr. Jacob Land. Gentlemen, it is my pleasure. Thank you for, for having me on. Looking forward to it. You know, even though we can't see you, I can feel your flow, like, in the episode right now. I uh, blue dry it, especially for you, Beans. Oh, that a boy. Well, Jacob, how about you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Maybe, like, 15 seconds. Yeah, I graduated from Wamigo with Beans and Gavin in 2017. Went to K-State, graduated last May 2021, and working up in Kansas City for a uh, trucking company. So yeah. Time. Okay, next. <laughs> thank you, next. All right, thank Remember you for joining the episode. <laughs> thank All you, right. next. Well, gentlemen, this is a, I, I can't believe how many times I have to say this is an exciting episode because we actually do have a sponsor today we got paid 25 dollars for this ad read can you believe it gentlemen give ourselves a round of applause for 25 big bones for this sponsor is this what the moon feels like this this is what selling out feels like it feels (laughs) so good without further ado let's get our first official ad read this episode is brought to you today by our sponsor colton's forehead by miracle or by hairline degeneration, it gets bigger every year. This wonder of the world exists here in our great state of Kansas. Come see, see it yourself, and while you're heading this way, go ahead and get caught up on local sports talk, thanks to the Flyover State fam, so you can converse with the four heads owner. Thank you to the anonymous sponsor for this script. We look forward to our partnership in future podcasts. We want to thank Colton Hitch's hairline for sponsoring today's episode and for the anonymous source for the 25 big bones and hopefully 25 more big bones in future episodes. Gentlemen, do we have a thought on Colton's hairline? First of all, round of applause for Colton's hairline. I hear it's one of the seven wonders of the world. Wouldn't that make it the eighth wonder? Oh, shit. Nice. Something's getting kicked out. (laughs) What are the seven? I, I don't no, even know. We're not getting derailed on that. <laughs> All I know is my air conditioner is just loud as hell right now. I I appreciate our sponsor giving us a shameless plug within his ad read for his own ad read, but then mentioning us as well. Do we, our... a, do we need it to pay him? Stuff. I read that word for word. Mm-hmm. Do, we need a, do we need to pay him for rights or something? I for think, saying that? Oh, shit. He's smarter than us. Oh, shit. Oh, he wants it. 
he paid us he paid us 25 and he wants 30. <laughs> well i'll tell you what folks if you want to be able to buy your own ad we'll say anything if you give us 25 dollars. <laughs> literally anything just contact us at underscore underscore f3s that's at underscore underscore f3s and we'll pretty much say anything you want or text us you've been doing this for years <laughs> or you can text us. Gavin's number is seven eight five. Oh, don't even! You gave up my number, Beans. I would kick your ass. All all five of our fans would be harassing me all day. <laughs> you get a call get at three in the morning. Spam. I get enough spam as it is. Well, hey, gentlemen, I think it's time to start this show, and unfortunately, we have to start this show in a little bit somber fashion. Unfortunately, there's another car-related incident in the death of another NFL football player, cornerback Jeff Gladney of the Arizona Cardinals, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, passed away in Dallas this last, I believe it was Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. Sunday, last Sunday. Sunday. He passed away this last Sunday after getting in a car accident. It's another somber reminder, just like Dwayne Haskins of, there's a lot of fragility in life and there's a lot of not a lot of time sometimes. And I think it's just a sobering reminder that unfortunately we have to learn every now and again, gentlemen. Um, I know Jeff Gladney's not like the biggest name. He's not like Dwayne Haskins because Dwayne Haskins is a quarterback, but I don't feel like he's any less significant than Dwayne. And I think it's important that we, remember him i agree this is such a such a sad situation in the nfl and um it just over these past couple months it's been hard but such a hard off season with uh the passing of those two no and i think it's important to give a guy like jeff gladney his uh respects and just bring up his name here and uh i guess pay our respect to him because apparently since he's as sam kind of hinted to it's kind of sad that you i didn't even hear about it i was ready to start this show because the national media didn't care about him because he just plays a less significant position than quarterback and isn't a star player. And that's just not something not great about the NFL, but we've discussed a lot of not great things about the NFL on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, former first round pick out of TCU, but I'm sure he was a great guy. And we just want to say rest in peace, Jeff Gladney. And you're, we hope you're in a better place now and, Thoughts and prayers out to his family and loved ones. I suppose yeah, you guys you know, all summed it up great. Prayers and condolences to, to his family. Well, you know, and unfortunately, I, I hate moving the show on like this. It's really hard to do. And, you know, it, but you but could it have is what it is. Ability and move us on to the Travis Kelsey and girlfriend situation. We'll get yeah. to that later. There, there's more important <laughs> things like OTA bullshit, Gavin. Ah, okay. Oh. You got see, he, see, this is why Gavin's not the host. He doesn't know how to structure a show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I write the show script, damn it. <laughs> yeah, we edit the shit out of the show script. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have like five lines typed in them before we start. It's like all conglomerated. Beans' show script looks nothing like what ends up being the show script. You know, maybe one of these days we'll sell our show scripts or something. We'll do a before and after. <laughs> well, I tell you what, guys. We have kind of a big segment in the middle, and that's kind of Land's big segment. So we're going to go through these really, really quick. 
Um, this segment is called OTA Bullshit Something or Nothing, and I'm going to read it exactly word for word how everyone decided to type it out. <laughs> first play of practice, Russ INT, Patrick Sertain pick six. First half, Russell Wilson implosion incoming, explanation point, explanation point, question mark, question mark, <laughs> explanation point, question mark, and it goes on like that for a long time. And I can't <laughs> Gentlemen, is Russell Wilson going to be a massive bust on the Broncos because of one interception on the first pass of OTAs? Go. Yes, uh, implosion. <laughs> Complete implosion. Obviously can't handle the altitude. He's definitely sick. Um, I think he hasn't been getting enough sleep. If you heard that on our last episode, doesn't care Back. about football, question mark. No, he cares about um, football, but, yeah. but too much. Yep, yep, yep. Oh. I, I agree. And uh, no matter what Russell Wilson may have used to be, uh, you, you can't pick stupid franchises. Uh, they, they, they always find a way, so – <laughs> Someone should definitely text Rachel, and we can have an answer for that by the end of our oh. show, I'm sure. Yeah. For us to have the interview, the, no offense to Jacob, but to have her on this week with that, Gavin would roast her ass. <laughs> that would have been a much more time. disrespectful interview, and it's a good thing it didn't happen. Okay, <laughs> on to the next one. You can tell which ones Gavin wrote and which ones he didn't write. Uh, Aaron Donald <laughs> is the only 17-year-old to call correctly how long his NFL career will be. Hall of Famer now, question mark. For those who didn't know, Aaron Donald either wants to get a fuck ton of money or he's just okay with leaving the NFL after saying he'd only play eight years in the NFL. So is Aaron Donald Nostradamus and is Aaron Donald just a first ballot Hall of Famer right now? The last yes. answer to that question is yes. Yes. I think if you're not screaming from the back of the room, yes, then I don't think you've been able to watch him play. I think the only thing that this comment does truthfully is now when a quarterback comes into the NFL and says he only wants to play for six years, people just take it more seriously, apparently, because apparently they actually mean that when it comes to millions of dollars worth of money. You know, I, I just think, oh, you go ahead, Sam. No, you got it, Jacob. This is, this I, is your I just, I just think it would be so fucking savage of him to actually retire. Like, <laughs> like we, we always hear about like guys, you know, want to end like at the peak of their career. But, like, none of them really ever do. Like, typically, you know, you'll have some sort of amount of time at the end where it's like, oh, yeah, they definitely regressed. But that would just be so fucking cool of him to, to just retire on top like well, he is right now. When he, only- he, he said that he wanted to get a Super Bowl ring and, like, he got it. He's got nowhere else to go but, you know, down. I mean, uh, is he going to try and break records now? Is that The, is that the, the only next- thing he has left is to – become the greatest defensive player of all time because he's, like, top five, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, if you just look at accolades and production, he's top five. But, like, that pretty much that's it, right? Just becoming the greatest. Yeah, well, and the scary part is he's, like, what? He's, like, 29, 30, right? Like, yeah, this, guy, like this guy treats his body as a defensive tackle that can play until he's in his 40s. Yep. <clears throat> I, I tell you what. Uh, Aaron Donald might be Nostradamus. Aaron Donald, one of the greatest defensive players of all time. And one more thing, Najee Harris is apparently fat. He gained 14 <laughs> pounds over the offseason going from 230 to 244. We're here to fat shame, gentlemen, even though we're all a little bit tubby. Um, we're here to <laughs> we're here to fat shame an NFL athlete who makes millions of dollars. I was going to say, like... <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy that two defensive tackles are getting uh, highlighted on this single show. <laughs> I've never it's... seen a hype 
notification be sent on a fantasy football platform and be taken just the complete opposite way <laughs> so quickly. The Eddie Lacy like comments that followed after this were so fucking hilarious. Dude, it's it's just PTSD. It's complete PTSD from Eddie Lacy. It's like it's so hard to believe that a six two running back would be two forty four. Well you just wanna like sit here what well, big running backs coming into the NFL in the NFL generally is not a good thing. But then you also have the fact that, like, Najee Harris, like, as good as he may have been last year, he couldn't do shit because they had one of the worst offensive lines in football anyways. So it's like, well, no matter how good or bad I am, I play a position where that doesn't matter. It just matters how good my offensive line is. So fuck it. I'm getting fat. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, though, if he puts on, like, if it's, like, healthy weight, like, it is, like okay, here's the misconception. Like, you can put on, like, six or like seven pounds of muscle and seven pounds of fat and still be like healthy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. Like seven pounds of fat doesn't have to be unhealthy or anything. Like that's just bulking up to take more of a beating. Okay. Do you guys, do you guys remember Jerome Bettis? Yeah. He was fucking massive. He, he is now heavier than was his second season in the NFL. Yeah. But Jerome Bettis, how, how tall was Jerome Bettis? Um, Good question. Because like Najee Harris is like six two. <laughs> Let's look yeah. this up. In all seriousness, this doesn't matter at all. It's just something to poke fun at. It, it's just banter. Five eleven. Yeah. yeah. So like Najee Harris is like three inches taller. So like his BMI is lower. I will say, and I I don't want to move us along too fast here, Sam. But the next thing that we have on this list here absolutely means something. Yeah. So everything everything here basically meant nothing except for Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is a little bit of something. Uh, Debo Samuel holding out is actually, like, not nothing. Like, that yeah. is kind of something. And we actually do need to report on it. So There was a rumor. I can't tell you where it came from. I've just, like, heard it a couple times that he just, like, he's part of the uh, Trey Lance not looking good or, like, where some of those rumors are coming from. And he, like, d- doesn't want Trey Lance to be his quarterback has been, like, some of the rumors that I've heard, like, will not play with if Trey Lance is the quarterback type thing. Now, if you're looking for a contract, you can say whatever you want, right, just to try and get the money. But uh, at the same time, like, there's a lot of just negative things about his usage, about the team, the franchise that has been coming from Debo Samuel for a while now. I I, I think that, you know, he wants to get paid and everything, but is he worth top dollar as a wide receiver? No. Well, oh, let me rephrase that. Yes, but a healthy version, which we've only seen for one season. Exactly. Like, I, I'll have to look up his, like, numbers and stuff from – but I just don't – I just don't think that right now there is enough to say, yes, he is the – should be the highest paid. And to me, this situation screams him going to Carolina, going back home, because I think he's from Carolina, and he well, played college in South well, Carolina. Why would you I, – I guess I don't understand that one, like, from a Carolina perspective. <laughs> I, I guess I just don't understand it because, like, your team already stinks. Like, why would you pay a wide receiver your team stinks? You can stink with a cooler wide receiver to pass. I guess you'd have two cool wide receivers. Yeah. 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 I, what, I feel like you'd rather have a Debo in Green Bay. I feel like Green Bay would be kind of the – Debo at Green Bay would make a lot of sense. I wouldn't want to trade for Debo because I just wouldn't want to pay him what he's but asking for. Do you think with his injury history, like, he would sit out – this season if he's not paid 
Like, I feel like I he can't. I don't think he might. can afford. I don't think he can afford he that. Be, he would be one of the most like logical holdout candidates ever, just because he holds a larger risk than regular people to like get hurt and have no leverage going into the free agency essentially so is he a good receiver or just a versatile receiver he's a he's a good receiver he's also just versatile but he doesn't want to be versatile so you're paying like oh so i didn't know that he he just he wants to be one-dimensional well he wants to just be a receiver but like the thing is is oh splits from last year when he was like not carrying the ball a ton and when he was carrying the ball a ton he was still really good yeah he was. I didn't like, know he. Still... I didn't know he just wanted to be a receiver. Yeah, well, he doesn't that part. want to do it because he doesn't want to ruin his longevity because he has yeah. an injury history, which makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, that makes sense. Gentlemen, this all but confirms that Christian Kirk just needs a thirty for thirty ace <laughs> because he just he just completely <laughs> fucked everything up. Okay, I conspiracy. Take back off this. This, this will end this conversation because this is going nowhere because we can talk about Debo Samuel for forever and come to nothing. Um, before we get into just the garbage that we have left on the show sheet that someone put on here. Um, <laughs> that was you. I didn't put anything about Travis Kelsey's story. <laughs> oh, okay. I suggest we take that off. <laughs> but um, I, I actually do want one thing out of you guys real quick, and I think this will be fun. Um, name one thing you want a 30 for 30 on like in the next 10 years. Ooh. like just off off rip it doesn't need to be like the best thing it just needs to be something and don't say like covid sports because i don't fucking count yeah that's funny. this like, is like everyone wants a fucking 30 for 30 over the nba bubble like everyone wants that like okay this is like pretty basic amongst probably this group of people um but it's probably a little bit more niche to like all college football watchers, I guess. However, like when people talk about the greatest turnaround in college football history at K State, like Bill Snyder said, I mean, it, it's like legitimately true. And I, I just think that would be really cool. I don't think Bill Snyder would ever um, agree to like be on something like that, but that would just be really cool as a as a K State football fan. Man, what would be honestly? Okay, I want a third. It doesn't apply to the NFL, really. But what does I want the NFL? Yeah, um, I want to. Okay, yeah, I want a thirty for thirty over like small schools. Like I want to. I want the comparison of like D 3s budgets versus like LSU's budgets. Because if you look at that shit, it is crazy. Oh, it's just so kind of a thirty for thirty highlighting like the D three players who've made like the NFL and stuff. Yeah, and like comparison of where they came. Like, okay, so if you like look at an NFL player coming from a D three school and they're talking to somebody who went to like USC, like this guy's talking like, yeah, I got two pairs of shorts and a t shirt for workouts, and this guy's like, yeah, I got four pairs of shoes, forty shirts. You know, yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool for people to see and understand like the small school market. You got one, Gav. I'm trying. I think the one that I would like love to see is um, something regarding like the. Sh- I want one following like a Shanahan offense or just one of the like coaching trees, uh, the Andy Reid offense. Just give me a thirty for thirty on like how one of these coaches or like some of these coaches that are just like the offensive masterminds or have led to like an offensive revolution in the NFL in some way, like you. An insight into, like, how they think, like, what they do differently, you know, because, I mean, there's things that have been taken from those offenses that is literally, like, half of the coaches in the NFL now, 
right? Yeah. Or like even defenses playing cover three, playing cover two against the Chiefs, just r- random shit like that. That's stuff that I would I would enjoy uh, watching. Or like the adaptive I, I, part of the RPO game. Or yeah, yeah that would I would be like so to cool. change my answer to a thirty for thirty over the Matt Nagy offense. <laughs> I that would I be actually the, know what mine would be. And would like, be? so this isn't a Homer answer because I'm a Red Sox fan. I want a 30 for 30 over like the 14, like the 2014 and 2015 Royals. Because like that team literally was terrible for 30 years. What one, two pennants, won a world series and it is terrible now. Yeah. And we'll get to that later. But yeah. like, that's, that would be such a good one because everybody thought that that Royals was a fluke, but the fact that they went and then won it, I mean, like, I think that'd be an interesting thing to highlight because like, yeah. they, they, they were terrible and then they were great and then they were terrible. It's like a blip in the radar. And like, I don't know if you, I don't know if they're interesting enough to like get something like that. I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I, I feel like that would be interesting to me. And like, you know, I like baseball and everything. I would want I think- three for 30 on it, but I would absolutely just want to be a fly on the wall to hear the thought process that went on to trade AJ Brown and draft Traylon Burks. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to move on to the rest of the bullshit on us. Beans, you promised us a great story for Travis Kelsey's girlfriend breaking up, and I'm going to determine whether or not that was a great story or not. Beans, okay, so you have the floor. So supposedly. Travis Kelsey and his girlfriend broke up because Travis Kelsey made his girlfriend broke or Travis Kelsey made his girlfriend pay for everything. Like not everything, but they had to split everything like 50, 50. And supposedly throughout the whole relationship, uh, he only gave her like up to a hundred dollars, like throughout the whole relationship, which is fucking crazy. We are the wrong sex to speak on this legitimately. Uh, what I don't does his girlfriend do? Like, I, I so here's the thing. I don't right? know if his girlfriend like th- this could come off horrible, but like if his <laughs> girlfriend is like not like the same so like economic like status or like even close. Wait ahead. Th- then that's like kind of <laughs> fucked up on his part. But if they're like the same, that I don't understand why that's like horrible. I guess. I mean. For my money, if it's like, you know, a guy and a girl being friends and like going out and like grabbing stuff, then yeah, you should split it or like someone should get it this time and the next time. Like that's what like you and I would do, right? Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's what that's you and like, I do, baby. Yeah, that's like a friend's thing. <laughs> Shut up, Dean. <laughs> but I feel, I don't know, maybe it's just me being toxic masculinity or whatever but like if it's my girlfriend i want to pay for her right i don't know i find i find that to be a very much king shit right there (laughs) and again like that might be like something where it's like oh well you don't think women can afford the meal it's like no i i guess not i think it's just something that's in the culture and it like feels weird not to Like, I've gone on dates where, like, they offered to split it, and I was like, no, nah, just take care of it. Like, I have money. <laughs> I don't know. I... The thing. Maybe, are, are we that, like, toxic in the head that, like, we're just trying to flex? Like, is that it? I, I don't know. I just thought it was something. It's not nothing. It means more than Najee Harris putting on 14 pounds. But yeah. at least, at least with Travis Kelsey, he has a strong pullout game. Uh, just, I'm just saying. Uh, ha- <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Great transition, Beans. You're welcome. 
For well, those of you that don't know, Patrick I don't Mahomes know. is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the worst pull-out, pull-out artists in the league. He's taking up the mantle of Philip Rivers. And he's about to have his second child. With oh, his, no. His wife. <laughs> Gavin, oh, Ster- no. Sterling no, is going to be a linearly with every child he's had. So. <laughs> I, uh, I would like to say that I uh, helped contribute to, to his um, either current child or future child's uh, college tuition by uh, going to get me a double cheeseburger meal at Whataburger after work today. So. <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you who don't know, Mahomes is building like thirty water burgers in the KC area or something. You're shitting so, me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, that's what so a guy. Cool. God bless him. Man, that guy can like... marry that dude can be married to Brittany for as long as he wants and have as many kids as he wants, just for that many water burgers. I don't give a shit. Philip Rivers got worse with each kid too. <laughs> well no, wait. Did we win the Super Bowl the year that uh like Sterling was announced? No, 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 no. Sterling. That was like shortly. I'm pretty sure that was like shortly after we won. Hey, at least this one. At least this one's within marriage. Yeah, I hate to make this comparison. I really do, but like Tom Brady doesn't give a shit about his kids, and look at him. That's a good point. (laughs) Tom Brady is all time fuck those kids. At least, at least this kid is within marriage, not like the other one. Fair. Oh Jesus, beans! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to hell. I don't know if that makes a difference. They're married now. <laughs> move us on, Sam. Um, I don't think you want to move on because now we have to do an NBA Finals preview. Uh, Land, I don't know how much you keep with the up with the NBA. I'm sure it's more than these two idiots. <laughs> but um, right. we would be remiss if we didn't report on the NBA as it's the finals. The Golden State Warriors defeated the Dallas Mavericks in five games to move on to the finals. And the Boston Celtics won in seven games over the Miami Heat. Rip my fandom. Pain. To move to the NBA Finals. So now we got two of the worst fan bases in the league vying for the finals with the Celtics versus the Warriors. Gavin, Beans, do you know anything about either of these teams? I will say uh, – oh, go ahead, Beans. I just want to know what happened to the Orlando Magic. Oh my god! What do you mean? What happened to the Orlando Magic? They're not in the finals. They haven't been to the finals since two thousand nine. Oh, and that was the only time. That's all I know. Okay, in all in all seriousness, I will. Um, the one NBA team that I have had a lot of respect for, um, I feel like they got the shaft after trading for KD with Golden State. We're like. They drafted multiple superstars onto that team and, like, completely built this dynasty from, you could say, the ground up and won a title, then traded for KD, win another one. And it's like people are, like, shitting on them for trading for a superstar and making – or and making well, – they, they, they signed him, not trade for him, but the point Right, right. Yeah, like, they literally built this super team from the ground up and trade for one superstar. Where, like, you watch what the NBA is nowadays with LeBron trading his old ass around trying to the only way like you can win is making a super team i think i think a lot of people shit on kd far more for that than they do like the warriors i think that's, more people are like fair. The, the warriors are the warriors are just annoying because they win a lot but they don't like shit on it, it's their fans KD, dude. i feel like i don't think anyone dislikes the war no one disliked the warriors until kd went there and their fans are just annoying that's all it is oh so many t-shirt fans it's like Oh my I mean, god, it's horrible. The they they it. all reappeared after two years of not being any good. 
Anyways, um, Beans, you thought Orlando was in the finals, like, recently. So, who's winning the series, and then how many games? Um, <clears throat> all right. So, I think the Detroit Lions will win in uh, a 12-game series. <laughs> Next. All right, we got Detroit in 12. <laughs> Gavin, what do you think? Um, Golden State in five. Ooh. Okay, I like that, Gavin. I like that spice. Yep. Land, you probably know, know the most out of the rest of these guys. So what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to say the Celtics in seven. Uh, I really like Tatum, and I think they got a good supporting cast around him. I am also going to say Celtics in seven. I think that personally they have – I think they have the second and third best player in the series, and I think they just have a lot more size and versatility. But I will say the Celtics like to choke on big leads and like choke in the fourth quarter. And they Golden really State has the championship pedigree. I think it's – I think the longer the series goes, the more likely it is that Boston will win it. I think if it's a short series, then Boston isn't going to be able to win the series in like under five games, five games or less. So – all right, Beans, now it's time to move into familiar territory. The Royals are the worst team in baseball. Go. All right, so what is the definition of insanity? Rebuilding. Believe it's doing the same thing over and over again. Yep, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That is not what the fuck is happening here. You do the same thing year after year with this team, and you're getting shittier and shittier. What are we supposed to do here? <laughs> so they're not insane. They're just bad. They're just idiots. Yeah, um, that, that's all right. more. Um, yeah, fire Dayton more. I, it's starting to, well, it, it pisses. I know we're not a big money market, but at some point you got to spend money to make money. And this whole, like whole rebuilding of a new stadium is going to help us. No, it's not. You have a shitty team now. <laughs> Fix the team now. And then maybe the stadium can come later. Uh, I, it's just, it's, it's asinine. It's, on the side of it, I would not be trying to rebuild a new stadium to fix your, uh, Oh, the people that come. Good God, what's the word? They're having a uh, fill-in-the-stadium problems right now. Sorry, I had a brain fart there. <laughs> they, have hey, a, so, they have a ticket sales problem. Ticket sales. Baseball is having that problem in general. Why the fuck are yeah. you building a new stadium? So my video game of choice at the moment is MLB The Show 22. And it's I'm that time sure. of year, yeah. It's that time I, of year. I'm, I'm not sure what's too hard, but I'm in my second year, and I've traded for Rafael <laughs> Devers, uh, gotten some pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I'm like 15 and three and and top of the MLB, so I'm not too sure what's too difficult here. But but yeah, I agree. Beans. <laughs> I think that Land should get hired as the Royals GM. Dump date and get Land. I think it's really that simple, right? I, I mean, okay, it's it's clearly not that hard to trade for Rafael Devers. So I'm, I'm not honestly too sure. as a Red Sox fan, you probably can. They'll probably just trade him after this year because they don't want to pay him. Exactly, he's cheap. All I keep I hearing about, though, I keep hearing all I keep hearing about, about is how good these youngsters are and how how our farm system is really fucking good. Isn't the media terrible, Beans? It, it's fucking pissing me off, man. <laughs> it's well, really you know, if, if you if you just look at uh, Roy's Twitter, they're just clamoring for uh, whoever that first baseman is, like Pasquineta or Pasquineta. Yeah, Pasquineta. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but it's like you gotta call him up, and it's like why, so he can like put up okay to good numbers on a bad team and not change anything and you can waste the year of MLB service time. It's like, no, you stink. There's no reason to bring them up. 
yeah that's that's the kind of the whole point about that too is like you these guys do not develop their first year like bobby wood jr was like a, a different story but like a lot of these guys don't start hitting their prime until about 25 26 27 sometimes even what whip merrifield didn't hit the hit until what he was in his 28 yeah like Dude, like Mookie Betts didn't make his MLB debut till like twenty four. <laughs> yeah, which is fucking crazy. So I I don't know. Like I said, it's regardless. Insane. The Royals stink. And insane. Now, I believe it is time, gentlemen. This is why Land is here. Him <laughs> and Gavin have created a new dynasty league. Yes, you're going to have to hear more fantasy talk from us, and I know you love it. They, we just had a two-week dynasty draft because people can't figure out auto-draft. <laughs> and it's finally over. Or notifications. Or, yeah, notifications and, you know, auto-draft. Excuse me. But, you know, guys, the draft is finally over. The teams are set. And I think it's time for us to tell the viewers about the Dutch Mill Fan Club League. Gavin land you are the commissioner and co-commissioner i would like you to take the floor gavin do you have any comments before i start off nope you're the special guest i gotta do this shit weekly okay (laughs) all right sounds good um so yeah what we got here is a 14 team dynasty half ppr league half point per reception is what that stands for no tight end premium or anything um roster format is one qb and a super flex um we got two running backs three wide receivers one tight end and then two flex spots um so because like eight of the people in our league just shit their pants when you said there's a super flex spot (laughs) yeah for those of you that don't know a super flex spot is a normal flex spot Except you can play a QB in that spot too. It's really that simple. God all damn it. it! All it does is make quarterbacks a lot more valuable. Because son of a bitch, I knew quarter- it. Yep. <laughs> because quarterbacks normally put up fifteen plus points. That is correct. So, and if you play a quarterback in your super flex spot compared to like a wide receiver like three who might put up like six points. That's nine extra points, which can mean a lot in fantasy. Motherfucker. Yep, and we will, we will I, I hate see to that. I the gun. Nope, go ahead, Beans. Uh, no comment. It, it, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so, so what I have here, so we, like Sam said, we, we did our draft, took about two weeks. It was 28 rounds. Um, so a little understandable there, but still, yes, a long time. So after the draft, I have um, – put all the teams into five categories and this Ooh. is really mainly based on just um like what i think the success of them might be this year um taking a little bit into account of um you know any assets they may have lost or gained hint hint beans um <laughs> so th- those five categories <laughs> those five categories are championship contenders playoff contenders room to grow Gloomy waters and what the hell happened? Uh, um, I already know that Fox is what the hell happened. I'm so <laughs> ready for it. We need All right, one. so let's get into it. Championship contenders. Our first team in championship contenders. And keep in mind, within these tiers, I did not like th- these aren't ranked within the tiers. Just everyone is considered equal within each of these tiers. 
All right, our first team. I have cats and dogs. So, um, some some highlights here. I think cats and dogs might have the best receiving core in the league. Um, Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup as your wide receiver one and two is just immaculate. Um, and then having Garrett Wilson as a wide receiver three, or arguably even Darnell Mooney as his wide receiver three. He I just think fuck himself for taking Darnell Mooney from me, but I, I, I think I think he did a great job there. Um, got Matt Stafford and Tua uh, for his two quarterbacks, which is great. Um, if he's going to improve on something, I think it would be tight end. Um, he has Albert O in there as his starter yeah. right now. Um, he's got Harrison Bryant and Noah Fant on the bench. Um, I mean, that that's getting a little nitpicky, and that's why I think uh, Cats and Dogs is in the championship contender category. Yeah, I completely agree. I loved Katz's draft, the way he went about it, and it really just – at the end, it really just seems like he has no needs. Like, you, as you said, you're yeah. nitpicking with the tight ends, and if, like, you're ever going to pick a position in t- fantasy football to be bad at, like, yeah. it can be tight end. Two good quarterbacks, or at least we expect Tua to take a step forward. If Tua, like, you know, just absolutely blows up this year and just goes balls to the wall with uh, Tyreek in tow, like, he's got two of the best quarterbacks potentially in the league. And yeah. he had that in a super flex league. Um, I'm a little worried about immediate success for Garrett Wilson because he's pretty much just attached to what Zach Wilson can do or can't do. Um, that is fair. But, but again, um, again, that's uh, getting pretty nitpicky. And we, we just start so many receivers in this league. I think those last couple spots he might struggle to fill. But, I again, that's so nitpicky. He's in this tier for a reason. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, he can thank us for some of his success because he didn't know it was a Superflex League until we got opt on Xbox with them. Yeah. And so that's why, he has, uh, that's why he has Matt Stafford. But, you know, to each their own, congrats on a great draft, Cats. All right. Next in the championship contender category, I have D. Blaine. 33. I knew he was going to be um, in this category. I mean, he drafted to win now, Bean, so you yeah. Know. Yeah, he, he absolutely drafted to win now. Um, again, really like his receiving core as far as win now. Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and then a nice little add of Sky Moore. So, um, and then if you also go down Dylan's bench, you know, I think he also did a good job of accounting for youth as well. Um, and based on the league chat, it sounds like he uh, was on auto draft for for the majority of it. So congrats and actually like great luck there. Um, you know, Joe Burrow is going to be a solid quarterback one as well for him for many years to come. I think uh, Carson Wentz is also solid there in the flex spot. I, I think he's going to have a good comeback year, especially um, for as late as he got him in the draft. He got him in the tenth round. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Darren Waller's obviously just a solid tight end one, maybe even some more targets open for him with Devontae Adams being there, which he has that stack. Um, if he's going to improve, I would say probably running back. Um, Josh Jacobs' situation in Vegas is a little dicey right now. Didn't pick up his fifth-year option and just kind of seemed like he might be getting pushed out the door. And then James Conner, um, I guess you could say he's injury-prone, and I just think he'll be – in a split backfield this year with uh, the the recent signing of 
I shouldn't say split backfield, <laughs> like a, like a 60, 40 backfield with um, Daryl Williams, uh, who they just picked up. Um, so, yeah, but obviously some of the names I just read off Dylan's in this tier for a reason. So I would say feel like, free to comment. My biggest problem with his team is I hate his depth. I think his depth is really bad. Like genuinely really bad. I'm like looking at it right now and like David and is a good backup tight end. And then like you look at his receivers and for at least for this year, it's Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. Like that's not very good. You look at his backup running back and it's like James Robinson coming off an Achilles injury or Raheem Mostert who's always hurt. So yeah. I and his backup quarterback is Taylor Heineke. So like I feel like he's a couple injuries away from dropping down quite a few tiers. Yes. Yes, yeah. that that is correct. <laughs> Just he did a great job with the top tier and that, and that's kind of why I have him here. Yep. And I feel like I feel like every single one of his uh, round 10 and above picks I'm concerned about but I understand like there's the past production there to justify taking them you feel safe about what you're getting from Devonte Adams Stefan Diggs even more like but the same thing of what you talked about with the uh, Devonte Adams a Darren Waller a Josh Jacobs a James Conner there's reason to be concerned with all of those guys that you have enough past production with them that you feel pretty safe that you're gonna get something but I all of them do feel like pretty soon they could become depreciating assets. Hopefully that's after Dylan has won a title and doesn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yep. And that's another thing about this league. We got a $25 buy-in right now. So if you win the first year, you know, you can have your buy-in for like the next six years or, or whatever the math is there. So Yeah, whatever we decided on that. Beans, any comments there? Not yet. All right. <laughs> he, he's waiting to defend himself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And next up, and my personal favorite to probably win it all this year, um, and, and I'm not going to do that for, like, every tier, like, but, but Spencer Stewart is, is my favorite to, to win it this year. Um, he, he, he just did, honestly, just an excellent job as far as um, win now. Um, definitely some youth questions here with this squad, um, but – Again, a common theme here. I think he did a great job with the receiving core. He's got Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas's value has obviously just dropped astronomically. And people like to forget that. Um, well, what I don't remember the exact rank, but back in like 2018, wasn't he the number one fantasy wide receiver? He had one of the best fantasy seasons of all time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then he's got Tyler Lockett and Cordell Patterson in his flex, and and I. I got a real soft spot in my heart for Cordell Patterson. I think he'll continue to produce this year. Um, he's got Tom Brady and Josh Allen as his two quarterbacks, which is obviously just great. Um, Dawson Knox, a tight end, nice addition. Joe Mixon, David Montgomery, and running back. Um, and, and he's got some fine depth as well. So I, I just don't foresee um, – well, I guess it's fancy football. You shouldn't say that. But I think Spencer just in general has a great shot at, at winning it all this year and managed to keep all of his draft assets for the years to come. I I agree completely. I his kind of like what the opposite of what I said about Dylan, his round ten and above selections I feel less scared about. There's still reason to be con, uh concerned, but like I'm pretty certain that Tyree Kill's just gonna get enough volume in Miami to be fine. Same thing with Mike Evans. 
David Montgomery's at least got one more year of being the lead back. Joe Mixon probably the same. Um, there's a realistic chance that I know we were talking about Katz's uh, quarterback room with Stafford and Tua. There's a chance that Josh Allen and Tom Brady outplay uh, Tua. <laughs> I know I know Josh Allen's going to outplay St- uh, Stafford probably. There's a chance Brady outplays Tua in the NFL with how yeah, long exactly. Those two guys could end up as like two top five quarterbacks. Yeah, right. Like there's yeah. no reason to believe that Brady can't be a top five quarterback again. Yep. No, and they could do that for as many years as Brady wants to, apparently, because I'm done convincing myself that he's gone. You know, maybe if we just conv- <laughs> maybe if we just say that uh Brady is the greatest and like he'll never like be bad, maybe he'll just turn bad. Yeah, we gotta start. Maybe down. maybe it's our spite that's keeping him young. He's great. The, he's the greatest of all time. The dude's awesome. I'm going to bow down and kiss his toes. And I would like to also mention that Spencer, while it's not related to Wamigo, um, as his team name should be, I think he probably has the funniest team name right now as Mike Wadizzi. So I, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, I can't give him any credit because he's apparently my rival. Don't really know how that happened. But uh, Yeah, you, you guys were just kind of laughing the bones there, Sam. All right, and that that rounds it out for championship contenders. I have those three there. Um, So the next category is playoff contenders, and this is the um, largest category of teams. So we'll start it off with Team Brew. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Team Brew did a great job, I think, at the running back position. I know we just shit on Najee Harris for a few minutes there, but I think he'll be fine again as a – um, young running back for a few years to come. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I know he's coming off an injury, but, I mean, come on, it's Christian McCaffrey. Um, Russell Wilson, QB1. Once again, we shit on Russell Wilson. He should be a great fantasy quarterback still for this year. Yep. For the first half. First half of the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he got Ryan Tannehill at the Superflex as well. Um, I, I think where Team Brew can uh, improve is probably the wide receiver position. He's got Chris Godwin who's going to be out for a few weeks to start the year. Um, Robert Woods in there who, I mean, it's just Robert Woods on the, the Titans. Who knows really what's going to happen. He really ACL tear team. Yeah, Mike Williams I think will be solid, however. Um, and it, right now he has two running backs in his flex spots, which – isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I am personally just more of one to prefer wide one, receivers. One of them over. is also Rashad, injury-prone Penny. So. Yeah, and Rashad Penny being uh, projected at 10 points for each week this year is just absolutely ridiculous. That is just an over-projection. I feel like if the injury concerns were just taken away from Chris Godwin, Team Brew really would be just in the tier above. Like, it really is just that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know who's going to be that stud wide receiver for him week in and week out. He has enough running backs that, like, you can mimic some of that production in the flex. But, like, at some point, you still have to fill up your wide receiver-only spots. And there's points where, like, you know, is Robert Woods coming back off his ACL fully healthy? Um, uh, Jamison Crowder maybe has some half-point PPR value, but, like, I just think he could struggle to – replace that value before Chris Godwin comes back and um but I I do agree overall he has an incredible team getting Malik Willis to back up Ryan Tannehill was a great I think Malik Willis's ADP was a little inflated 
Um, but regardless, like getting him to pair with Tannehill just in case uh, makes you feel a lot safer about your second quarterback. Oh, for sure. All right. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. You, you go ahead. I was just going to say for like the first like month or two, he's going to have to rely on McCall Hardman, James Crowder, and Marvin Jones to win him games. Yeah. One, Which, more, yeah. one more thing with him, too. He has the absolute like greatest collection of players that are compared to players that they will never be with Antonio Gibson, <laughs> who is literally compared to CMC on his roster. And then he also has uh, Randy Moss slash Terrell Owens on the back end with Brian Edwards pulling up in the 19th round. So That's right. very, very proud of him for grabbing those uh, those players just in case they ever do become their high-end comps. <laughs> it's all about potential. Yep. All right. Next team on here is Sam the Scott Wooler, a former um, guest of the show. Oh, we love um, Scott. He made a huge trade on air. On that, air. That is right. We will get to that here shortly. <laughs> Justin Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts um, as your quarterbacks. I mean, say what you want for Jalen Hurts as a NFL quarterback, but as a fantasy quarterback, a great addition to Justin Herbert there. I think um, maybe other than uh, another team we will mention here shortly, he might have the best quarterback crew in the league if Jalen Hurts can, uh, you know, stay actually playing, uh, depending on what the Eagles decide to do. Um, He's got what one would think would be a good running back room in Delvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt. Um, Yeah, no one on the bench worth mentioning. Saquon's a big question mark. You know, I think with this running back room, he could easily have the best in the league or he could have a very average one. Um, yeah, Travis there, Kelsey. There could be some weeks where Saquon and Dalvin are both hurt. Yeah. And he's got to trot out Kareem Hunt and uh, Justin Jackson, question mark? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and Darius guys. Oh, God, Darius guys. Ward does have a couple of dudes on this roster that are like he has like the all teams. I think he has like the all prison team. He has Kareem Hunt. He has Darius Geis. He has uh well, uh, Jordan Love should be in prison. Yeah, <laughs> DeAndre. Ho- I mean, he's not in prison or anything, but like he's he got, suspended. He's, he's so like he's got the all troublemaker team. They can't find Tutu Atwell. He's too short, so they can't. <laughs> that man should be in jail for being a second round pick. <laughs> he should be imprisoned. <laughs> um, he's got Travis Kelsey at the tight end, which is just obviously a home run. Yeah. Um, for his wide receiver room is definitely where I would like to see him improve. Um, Keenan Allen, I I am just I I'm one of the biggest Keenan Allen haters out there, and I don't really have a great reason for it. I think he screwed me. He screwed me over in a few restart leagues a few years back, and I've just never been able to get back on the train with him. He's so good, though, man. <laughs> I know, I know. You're going to shit on Keenan Allen when he started Rondo Moore, Hunter Renfro, and Marquez that, Galloway? I, I, I was going to get to that. And, and Keenan, Allen, <laughs> Keenan Allen is not the reason why this wide receiver room uh, needs improvement. Uh, Rondale Moore, I personally like him. He's just unproven still. That makes me nervous with him as a wide receiver, too. Hunter Renfro is going to be losing targets, obviously, from last year. And Marquez Callaway as or in your flex He's right the now. wide receiver I mean, that, four. That, that just is not a great look. So, really what's saving Scott here is his quarterbacks and the absolute 
fleece of a trade he made with yours truly, <laughs> Caleb Beans Ubel. Um, I, I think I actually want to get into that trade a little bit more later. But um, <laughs> so, anyways, Sam does have two extra first round picks in 2023 and 2024 from Beans. You can, so he you has, can definitely fix that wide receiver room. Yeah, he has all the room in the world to either just, you know, coast with what he's got and get some great young assets the next few years or trade them to get even better assets now. So, Sam, you're in a good spot and still a playoff contender. Um, I, I do have a hot take with Wooler's team here. I really do think for this season, Wooler's team has the highest upside of any team in the league. I know upside is a poisonous word, but, like, what if Hunter Renfro – like, I'm more concerned about Darren Waller this year than I am Hunter Renfro um, in fantasy. Most I agree. Most of that's expectation, but, like, if Hunter Renfro is just a wide receiver too and, like, half-point PPR um, over the course of the season, like, everything's yeah. fine. Keenan Allen I yeah. expect to be fine. You get DeAndre Hopkins back uh, back half the season. And, like, I that's understand – That's a good mention. I forgot about that. I I understand the concerns with the running back room and like Jalen Hurts, but I'm more concerned about with them like a year or two from now. Like they're going to get enough volume when they're healthy. Like you're not going to start them when they're hurt. They're going to get enough volume when they're healthy that like when when Wooler's roster is healthy, I expect Jalen Hurts to, regardless of being a good or bad quarterback, score fantasy points. And I trust uh, Justin Herbert. Travis Kelsey's playing in a Tyreek less off like less offense. Like, this team has no reason to not just be insane this year. Now, at the same time, you know, Travis Kelsey's aging. Saquon blows out his pinky toe in uh, week two, and Dalvin Cook um, (laughs) switches roles from his his girlfriend slapping him to him slapping his girlfriend, and all of a sudden your team is just neutered. Like, all that can happen, but that's just pretty much – there's so much variance in what can happen in a fantasy season. If we're just looking at upside, I, I'm, I would be really, really excited if I was Wooler here, especially with the draft picks I had in tow. I'm going to speak candidly to Wooler at this moment right now. I have no idea who owns Alexander Mattinson in our league. I would give up almost anything to get Alexander Mattinson from whoever yeah. that is. If, if I don't know who it is, but if, like, just give them a second-round pick for this year, like a third round pick for next year. Yep. Like, it was, oh no, it's Fox. That's going to need like two firsts. And <laughs> okay, well, that might not happen then. You just got to wait for Fox to be bad then. Yep. Then give him a second. Yeah. Because the thing is, is the moment Dalvin Cook goes down, Alexander Madison just turns into Dalvin Cook. So yep. like, you need you need exactly. Alexander Madison. Yep. All right, next team in the playoff contenders is Alvo 1. So, Alvo here, I think, probably has the best running back room in the league with Jonathan Taylor and Alvin Kamara. Um, And then Damian Harris and a very viable uh, Ronald Jones now in Kansas City behind them. Um, I, I think he did a great job of getting running backs, obviously, Alvin Kamara is getting a little bit on the older side now. May want to look at selling him high at some point this year. Um, he's got Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan uh, for his two quarterbacks. Uh, they're they're it's good. They're just they can literally be out of the league at the end of any season now. Um, so I would I would probably be moving um, some of them if you're 
if you end up, uh, you know, not succeeding as much as you thought in the middle of the season. Uh, his wide receiver room is definitely where he probably should look at improving. However, a lot of upside potential with Jerry Judy and Kadarius Tony and Henry Ruggs. Um, <laughs> and Henry Ruggs, you never know. I, um, I was going to draft Henry Ruggs in the last round until he got drafted in, like, what round did he get drafted in? 26. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's... that's, like, two rounds ahead of the last round. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, I think, you know, Alvo is a playoff contender just based on his running back room and, and QB play for this year. Um, but it's definitely, he's he's kind of one of those fringe guys of, not quite sure of the direction that his team is going right now. Yeah. Um, so you guys can feel free to comment. I, I would be... I like Jamison Williams on his team and I like a speculative Jelani Woods, but it does like Damian Harris is the guy with shelf life. Ronald Jones probably has a shelf life. Alvin Kamara's got a shelf life. His quarterbacks have a shelf life. So it, it feels like it feels like his team is in win now, but it's not good enough to be win now. So he might yep. need to do some investing. If I was Alva one, I would send a first round pick this year to invest in the Captain America chamber to com- take Alec Pierce's mechanical engineering mind and put it in Kadarius Tony's body. <laughs> sacrifice two assets to make one. That way both of them can be useful instead of both of them being useful. <laughs> And then you have Lamar Jackson. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, three more teams left in the playoff contenders, and they are all going to be familiar names here, folks. So, playoff contender number four, we have your very own Gavin the Turd Alexander. A.K.A. Wamigo Hospital. Hospital, baby. Wamigo Hospital. God, why can't I find your name? Okay, there it is. Um, I like your profile pic. Yep. Keep down. Gavin Gavin did a great job of you know finding consistent good but still on the slightly young side talent and with some of the talent still being a little unproven is why he is not like considered championship contender yet um also, not super confident about Zach Wilson as the QB2, but once again, you know, could still just be unproven. Um, he's got a great depth wide receiver room. DK Metcalf, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, Rashad Bateman. I mean, that, that's just great, consistent depth, all of like a very similar skill level fantasy player. Kyle Pitts at the tight end. I mean, what are you going to say there? I mean, just just a great tight end pickup. Um, running back room is obviously just – It's a mess. Uh, you can just call G- it – Gavin, Gavin and I both struggled with the running back room in this draft. Um, so we'll see a familiar thing with my team. But, yeah, absolutely a playoff contender with all that wide receiver depth. Um, let's see. Got David Bell, a nice little rookie. Irv Smith I really like at tight end as well. Um yeah, everyone else, feel free to comment. I guess he's got Baker Mayfield as well, so who knows what, what could happen with him. So, the way that's looking, it's looking more and more like a home run. I want to say a big fuck you to Gavin for taking Jacoby Brissett because I was trying to take Jacoby Brissett because I have Deshaun Watson, and Jacoby Brissett's the one who's actually going to be playing this year for Cleveland. 
Deshaun Watson suspended. So, uh, big fuck you to Gavin. Um, <laughs> also, great pickup by uh, Ty Davis Price. Um, I really like yeah, the pickup. That, that is that is a great running back pickup there for Sam Fran. I love my uh, shotgun approach for QB three to where I one of Drew Locke, Baker Mayfield, or Jacoby Brissett probably starts at some point in the season throughout the season. I hope right. So. If I just have three of them, then maybe I can mimic one quarterback out of three. <laughs> That's funny. Also, big shout-out to Amir uh, Smith-Marset. That's right. The greatest uh, pre-draft story ever. Care to share? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, so, Cliff Notes version. There was essentially a month time during the COVID season where Amir Smith-Marset got kicked off the season due to violating team rules, which was un- – came back um, – tested positive for COVID, but gave COVID to the rest of his team, was forced to go oh, was forced to go back into quarantine for a couple weeks. When he comes back to the team, catches a 75-yard touchdown, and then tears his ACL doing a front flip into the end zone to celebrate. It was awesome. amazing. <laughs> that was all over the course of, like, five weeks. It was awesome. <laughs> Smith-Marset, baby. All right, Lance, who's next? All right. Yours truly, Sam Long. I guess that's not yours truly. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> Sam Long, Mo and the Alleycox. That's a great name. <laughs> that's a I, good did, name. He did snag uh, Mo Alleycox. Uh, have, which... have you seen the logo? Have you seen it up close? I have not. I'll send. It oh, my God. That is such okay. a fucking dub. Oh, my God. I'll, you know, All I'll right. It, I'll send it to the group while you uh, fondle over my team. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Sam probably has the highest upside quarterback room with uh, Dak Prescott and then Deshaun Watson. Um, I mean, you know, who just who knows what Deshaun Watson is going to be. A lot of upside. I would say still pretty low floor with him. We know he's going to be back at some point next year. Um, Jared Goff also snagging him for this year as a probably he will be starting this entire year. I don't really see unless I mean they do some trade I guess before the season. He should but start this entire year. It, he he will be starting more than likely the entire year. We're, um, we're just hoping that he plays well enough to land another job after the season. Yeah, nice little running back room. Um, not a fan of Zeke Elliott, but still not a bad addition. Hey, uh, I got also got Pollard. Fuck you. Yeah, he's got Pollard. <laughs> he got he got, he got the handcuff. That's fair. Brees Hall, AJ Dillon. I really really like AJ Dillon. Um, and I actually think I think Aaron Jones uh, might be beat out by him in production this year. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that later for you, Beans. Um, <laughs> his, uh, his wide receiver room is definitely where he should probably look to improve. Um, I, I, I think Logan Thomas at tight end is not horrible. Just needs to come back and, and prove that he's able to produce and with a new quarterback, that's all possible. But Deontay Johnson, Ayuk, Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd, um, just, I mean, it's just a very eh, wide receiver room, I think. It's Deontay not, Johnson. It's not great. Ahead. I'm not going to lie no. to you. No, it's not. But, I mean, you, you have the ability to change it if you want. Um, but your running backs and hopefully quarterbacks might give you a fringe shot at playoffs. Um, so that's why I had you in this tier. I honestly hope Sean Watson just gets suspended so I can be bad and then just actually get a good wide receiver, like a Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I, would almost, I would almost prefer that. I uh, I lose so much in Dynasty that it means nothing to me. 
So, uh, you know. Nope, not not a bad draft, Sam. Thanks. Um, all right, last playoff contender team, and that is yours truly. Um, Gavin, would you like to comment on my team? I don't. I don't want to be too bashful. All right, let's <laughs> take this team through the fucking ringer here. So, <laughs> fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. It was really, really difficult to fuck up after uh, fuck up more after Nick Chubb goes in the first round, but then he managed to do it by taking DeAndre Swift, who's the only running back worse that you could have taken in the first round than Nick Chubb. <laughs> and then after that, he rounds it up with Kyler Murray. Is Kyler Murray a football player or a baseball player? I don't know. He doesn't know. But in all seriousness, no. He uh, goes the first round with taking two players that maybe I don't agree with, but also at the same time, they were players that apparently nobody in our league agreed with because they just got pu- kept pushing down and pushing down and pushing down until Jacob took them. And um, I love his wide receiver core that he starts out with here. Um, super young. A lot of even proven young with Jalen Waddle and T. Higgins. Um, if Drake London and Gabe Davis can be – at all what uh, most of Dynasty uh, world is expecting them to be. Jacob's going to have a perfectly capable wide or wide receiver room. Um, God, Kenny Pickett and Daniel Jones should, in theory, combine to be one good quarterback. Theoretically. <laughs> Theoretically, it should work out that way. Like, I don't t- know. Kenny Pickett's a QB3 at OTAs. Yeah, I, by the time oh, yeah. that uh, Daniel Jones loses the job, Kenny Pickett should be taking the job. Exactly <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy about that if I'm Jacob. Grabbing TJ Hawkinson, who's the last of the like tight ends that I'm excited about uh, starting every single week. And so, yeah, his starters, I think as far as a dynasty format, especially in a league where so many people started out uh, with old – productive assets but are probably going to age out pretty quickly i think jacob has a really really good chance of stepping into that like second phase maybe two three years from now when most teams in this league should theoretically be rebuilding and jacob can hope some of his assets materialize and actually have a dynasty built biggest biggest uh coop for jacob is uh devin singletary in the 10th round absolutely the biggest deal of the draft in my opinion See, and I actually hated that pick. I just, <laughs> I just felt like I had to get some sort of second running back. Um, the, the thing is, is Devin Singletary is, like, bad. But Devin Singletary yeah. is the starting running back for one of the best offenses in the league. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like he, he, he will be a fine running back, too. Well, for all of you league owners um, in the Dutch Mill Fan Club Fantasy Football League, be looking for me to uh, try and trade for one of your maybe more productive halfbacks. That That is probably my first move uh, that I will yeah, be Zeke making Elliott. in this league. Uh, yeah. Um, can't no. be had with the Tony Pollard. <laughs> all right. That wraps up playoff contenders. Um, next category, we have room to grow. So let me let me find my first team here in this category. We have Team Rocky. Um, so Team Rocky, it's just it's just a roller coaster of a team. I tell you what, you could Derek say it's Henry. a little rocky. <laughs> Derrick Henry and Travis Etienne. Um, Derrick Henry, we all know Travis Etienne. I think is going to step up after being hurt all last year. Uh, 
Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, and Juju as your top three wide receivers. I mean, I know we just talk shit on Debo, and who knows what's going to happen with him. But assuming that he is, you know, full go at the start of the year, I mean, that's a great wide receiver room. Dalton Schultz, a solid tight end. Um, where Team Rocky really screwed up, we were just talking about it earlier, he did not get a viable second quarterback in the draft. He got Derek Carr, and his next three quarterbacks are Tyler Huntley, Kellen Mond, and Desmond Ritter. And Desmond Ritter, while he does have an outside chance of maybe contributing this year, I just don't foresee that happening, and I think he will eventually just be a long-term backup or just be out of the league after his rookie contract. I think Desmond Ritter fucking sucks. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um. Yeah, nothing really too much to comment on his bench. I like Christian Kirk, I guess. I think he's getting real shit on right now. Um, and I think he has a chance to, you know, be a decent dynasty asset. Um, so really where uh, Team Rocky screwed up was just not getting that second quarterback, and that's why he's not going to be able to be a playoff contender this oh year. Oh, my God, dude. If Derek Carr gets hurt, he is going to be so oh, yeah. Like, so boned. I I also think – I think one really kind of interesting pick is if Chris Carson actually isn't dead, um, Chris Carson <laughs> could theoretically just run that backfield because Pete Carroll's a weirdo. So, you never know. You do never know, yeah. And, you know, I, I do think that Team Rocky is just a couple moves away from getting right back into competition. So, definitely not too bad off, though, right now. I would just look at snagging another quarterback. Yep. All right. My next team, let me find them here. My next team is the Sharknado, otherwise known as Abilene. Um, he is in the room to grow category, and that is particularly because I believe he probably has the youngest team uh, by the light years in this by league. By the Pope, it's all second. It's all second and third. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and they're all they've all uh, proven at least something, I think, um, to an extent. Uh, so that's why he has room to grow, is just because he's got a lot of young talent, and you know, in another couple of years, who knows. Um, what's going to happen? Uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields as your two QB ones, and then he's got Davis Mills right behind him. Uh, I love he, he must, Davis Mills though. I, I think Davis Mills has a shot at a decent year this year as well. Um, Javante Williams and J.K. Dobbins. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that as far as a young set of running backs. Um, where I think he probably should look to improve. Uh, his tight end room is just all young and unproven. Trey McBride is his tight end one right now, and I just don't think he will be producing enough to be a starting fantasy tight end. It's just while... Trey McBride and Brevin Jordan. That's it. Yeah, and Brevin – I actually think Brevin Jordan will probably end up being his starter if he does not make I, a move there at all this offseason. I would say this so, too. Offseason. Um, I think kind of his biggest problem – I mean, like, Calvin Ridley is there. So, like, he has a guy for next year. And so this isn't necessarily a next-year problem. But I'm looking at, like, the guys who could actually, like, come in and fill in for bye weeks, and I just don't see anyone I love. Yeah. And like, I'm actually going to Brian disagree. Robinson. Yeah. 
I'm going to disagree with you there on the Calvin Ridley situation. I don't think we ever see him in an NFL uniform again, personally. Um, I, I, just, I don't that agree just, with that, personally. It just it, all of his stuff just terrifies me. But anyways, yeah, definitely room to grow with all the young talent. Um, and you absolutely have a direction right now. Just young and hope everyone improves and uh, gets better. So, all right. Have we gotten Gavin back, by the way? No, I, I think know. he's still taking a shit. All right. He's Paul Pierce in it. <laughs> Next category is Gloomy Waters. <laughs> and our first team there is Nordberg with two Gs. Uh, Nordberg with two Gs. Um, you know, he... He has a decent set of quarterbacks with Drew Lamar, <laughs> Lamar, Mac Jones, and Mariota, and Drew Brees. Um, <laughs> not horrible. Um, I just think that he's in gloomy waters because I don't think his direction is quite there. I mean, his running back room, I- I'm definitely not – uh, that high on with Austin Eckler and Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell, especially, I just personally stay away from San Francisco running backs um, in general as wide receivers are Alan Robinson, Traylon Burks and Marquise Brown. Um, we know how this podcast feels about Traylon Burks. Uh, <laughs> Alan Robinson is just, you know, he has not had a good last couple of years and he's going to a new team. Who knows what's going to happen. And the same thing with Marquise Brown. Uh, you know, he has had Lamar Jackson, obviously, which um, typically is worse on, on wide receivers, but he's heading to a new team in Arizona. Who knows what his role is going to be? Uh, George Kittle. Yes, he is considered a top tight end, but he's coming off an injury. Who knows what's going to happen? It's kind of a, a consistent theme here with Sean's team. I think, there is some upside there, but I think the floor is also pretty low um, with Nordberg. So, I think this is kind of your classic. Uh, they drafted to win now, and they don't have a chance in the hell to win now, barring just some sort of miracle, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like Hollywood Brown's probably a wide receiver too. Traylon Burks is probably like at best a wide receiver too. Same with that. Like, you're, you're rostering a bunch of wide receiver twos at best. But, like, you're not going to get – like, you can't have Marquise Brown be wide receiver two and then Zach Ertz be, like, a tight end that's viable. Like, you're banking on Mariota and Mac Jones to complement Lamar. You're banking on Austin Eckler and Isaiah Spiller to both be viable at the same time. Unless you're using Melvin Gordon for Isaiah Spiller, but – it, yep. just, it, it just doesn't feel Yep, exactly. Great. Yep, and, and you know, I guess to Sean's credit, I, his depth does not start out horrible with DJ Chark and Cedric Wilson. Um, I kind of like Cedric Wilson moving to Miami. I think he might actually be a competent starter in a league with this much depth. And Melvin Gordon is also not, not a bad um, halfback to have. No, he's got some end, stuff. So, yeah. Like he definitely has some stuff. It's just the stuff isn't the stuff might get him to the playoffs, and then it'll just have him lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, our 
second and final team in gloomy waters is Foxen 22. So, Foxen 22, I guess we'll start out with the quarterbacks. Um, Jameis Winston and Sam Darnold. Um, just not much to comment there. Jameis Winston, I think, will be sold for at least another year, but who knows after that. Sam Darnold. I think is out the door there in Carolina, and maybe he does start off the year, but I do not think he will. Um, well, don't forget be... about Trey Lance. I, I was not going to forget about Trey Lance. Trey Lance is it's just another one of those guys with a lot of potential upside. Some reports right now aren't looking too hot out of San Francisco's camp. Um, you know, once again, that can just be media reports, board, uh, but – I, I don't – Trey Lance is a question mark as of right now in my book. You know, his wide receiver room isn't terrible by any means. C.D. Lamb um, is a pretty solid wide receiver one. Devontae Smith uh, definitely took a hit with the A.J. Brown trade and just having um, Jalen Hurts as your quarterback throwing to you is just always going to hurt your value a little bit. Chris Olave. I Worth like less his... than he was when he drafted him, that's for sure. Jarvis Landry coming in. Yeah, absolutely. I like his talent out of Ohio State. Um, I just don't know what his role is, especially with good reports out of Michael Thomas. Um, you know, I it'll be interesting to see where Chris Olave falls, I guess. Chase Claypool and Alan Lazard. Chase Claypool is another who kind of took a big hit this offseason with a worse – well – I guess you can make a case maybe he doesn't have a worse quarterback, but I will make that statement that he has questionable quarterback play coming into the year. And, and they picked up worse than Mitch ever was. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think he actually kind of took a hit, you know, with the drafting of um, George Pickens. I just think his role is kind of up in the air. Now, I think he's just turning into a vertical threat guy. Yeah. Alan Lazard, I mean – God, he's had the opportunity. What makes us think now that just because Devontae Adams is gone that he's actually going to start producing? You know what I mean? Um, so, we'll, I guess we'll see with him. Dallas Goddard, kind of another story with the Philly squad. Um, just worried about the target share there. Um, and then I think where Foxen kind of took the hit was his running back room, really. I think – I, I, you can say that I took a reach with DeAndre Swift at the 14th pick, but I think Nick Chubb at the 13th pick is even more of a reach there. Um, and Especially then, in I a mean, PPR league. He doesn't have any PPR upside. Yeah. And is also James, like 26, 27. <laughs> yeah. James Cook is uh, – I mean, Gross. You can just say he's gross. Yeah. And I think actually Alexander Madison probably fits more into his RB2 right now than James Cook would. Um, he he should leverage Alexander Madison to Waller as hard as he can. Yeah, absolutely. I think well, and you have to think about Alexander Madison or James Cook though says everything you need to about the James Cook pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm back. And then his <laughs> welcome welcome back. back. How was your shit? Good. <laughs> was it one solid or was it you know oh, no yeah. we can't we can't go through this conversation yeah, we can't again go through that conversation again <laughs> um continue land and then about his, how bad it, his running back room is his depth is just questionable at best as well um 
Yeah, and I mean, his running back room, I mean, God, I feel bad for Trey Sermon, but he's clearly just never going to be relevant in the NFL. Um, Boston Scott, Philip Lindsay, I mean, just guys who just – there's no way you can see that they have a shot at contributing anything worth a start in fantasy. Keontae Ingram, I will say, I think, you know – you never know there. I don't think that was a bad pick by any means. Um, but, yeah, just some gloomy waters here, as the tier name says for, for Fox and 22. So, guys, feel free to comment more. I just want to get on to uh, Beans' team because I know that's the last one of the bad <laughs> We're right. in the tier where it's just sad. So, Yep. All right. Well, that does finally bring us to the final tier. And that tier is held down by yours truly. There I go saying that again. I don't know why. Caleb Beans Ubel and what the hell happened to Hold on. What's what's the team name there? I, I don't know their name. The Screaming Queefs. That is <laughs> that is his team name. Beautiful. So Beans, <laughs> riddle me this. What the hell happened? Uh, uh, actually, first, let, let me go into a review and then you can defend yourself. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. So <laughs> the sigh. <sighs> oh my god, this roster is even worse than I thought. What? <clears throat> Beans traded to draft Patrick Mahomes at the 101 and just gave up a ridiculous amount of assets in the it's process. It's just two three draft picks. It's nothing. He gave up his 104 101 for two straight he, years. He gave up the 104 in which Scott also drafted Justin Herbert, who some would argue Justin Herbert is just as viable of a fantasy asset as Patrick Mahomes is right now. Um, and Scott also got a second in the startup, right? Uh, third. He got a third. A third. It basically was Travis Kelsey for Aaron Jones, I think. Okay. So essentially what the trade was, was Beans got Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Jones. Scott got uh, Justin Herbert, Travis Kelsey, and the 2023 first and 2024 first from Beans. So going through Beans' roster, I mean, aside from the trade, obviously Mahomes is a great QB1, um, and then there, there's just not a, another single QB on his roster. Um, hey, 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 I'm going with upside here. Is, is he even the backup to Kyler, like, dead ass? Yeah, yeah, he is. I thought it was – is it not Colt McCoy anymore? I mean, it, it says Colt McCoy, but, dude, it's <laughs> got to be Trace. Okay, so he might not even have the backup quarterback for the Cardinals. And Gar- at least Gardner Mitchell is the backup for uh, Philly. Gar- Gardner Mitchell will be the starter by week seven, I promise. That's just cap. That's absolute cap. <laughs> um, I so have a- we'll, just, we'll just continue to shit on Beans' roster here. Um, <laughs> I, I like and- his uh, first – three wideouts and first two running backs, and then I hate the rest of the roster. What? Um, I, I actually uh, – Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette. Uh, Leonard Fournette is fine. I'm fine with that. Aaron Jones is not the Aaron Jones of 2019 and is far and away from that as a fantasy asset anymore. And I think A.J. Dillon will actually jump him in fantasy value by the end of this year. And I, I just think I he's, over, so. he's, he's overvalued I, as I, shit right now. I do have a counter to that. I think AJ Dillon has already surpassed him in at least dynasty value. Um, the counter to that though, is like, even if they just flip and Aaron Jones scored more points last year, 
now AJ Dillon scores more points this year. Like AJ Dillon was still a usable fantasy asset last year too. Yeah. Now is he gonna like give value Beans value where he drafted him at the four fourteen? I don't know. But at running back, if you could just put something that's viable in your starting spot, that's that's so valuable anyways. That uh, I think he'll at least get something out of Aaron Jones. Um, I I just have a freezing cold take with Beans roster that aside from Patrick Mahomes at one, which you could even argue, I'm like concerned about every player at the spot he got him at every pick yeah and and we won't go into the specific pick where everyone was taken but it was a consistent theme in my mind throughout the draft that beans what sorry not to cut you off jacob but beans i have to call you out on something call it so okay first of all did the industry give you money to uh inflate sky more in a uh, ploy to so that I couldn't get him as easy in fantasy drafts. And, and absolutely, that is exactly, exactly what right. I thought because you came on this podcast and word for word said that you thought Sky Moore was the fourth best receiver in this draft, and then yeah. Christian Watson one pick ahead of Sky Moore. In the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beans. I to be you honest John with you, above Christian Watson, and you took him four rounds later. <laughs> to be honest with you, Beans, it kind of felt like to me like there was actually legitimate cheese players out there every time for you to pick, and you were just overcompensating by overpaying for Mahomes. That you just didn't take the cheese players where they were actually valuable at, like Sky, like like taking Christian Watson in front of Sky Moore. I have to know the thought process of you having the hot take on this podcast of having John Mechie as your fifth best wide receiver in this class. And then taking Christian Watson four rounds ahead of him in the draft. I still got my guys. I... <laughs> well, hopefully my right. guys don't fucking suck. Well, and, and that's and that's the real kicker here, Beans, is that you do not have your next two years first round picks. And you don't need them. I, I think you you will you, you will come to find out that it is extremely hard to do trades without those picks I, or I, just. Improve. I would just argue to you argue to you beans if your team comes out this year and is just kind of mid which i think i think your top end talent can get you to mid right but mm-hmm. then like leonard for that like is 27 hold on here i still have matt corral don't don't i, be... I, I oh boy I was... beans, yeah. don't go looking at third round uh rookie quarterback <laughs> hit rates don't beans, do it. you don't have matt corral no he's in my taxi squad yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so I don't worry about my quarterbacks yet. Uh, all right. One of the players right. from, like, Damian Jones in the draft, where he essentially just went uh, Pierce, Gesicki, Mechie, Algier, uh, Jacoby Myers, Matt Corral, Tyler Higby, Kyle Phillips, and Bayless Jones. Like, that's, that's a run that I, like, really, really, really like those players, and it's late enough in the draft that I think you're adding quality depth but that's probably the only nice thing that I can say about what happened <laughs> in the draft. Here's the Actually, problem, Beans. my favorite pick out of all this, aside from the Patrick Mahomes pick, is the Kyle Phillips pick. Aside from the Patrick Mahomes pick? <laughs> Dude. Why? Pat, Just Pat like, why, though? Just able to carry your fucking team. Like, <laughs> no. Oh, like, not only Pat's got to score like forty points a game for you to make the playoffs after losing Tyreek Hill too. 
That's the part that, like, we literally talk on this podcast about, like, we've never seen uh, Patrick Mahomes for a full season without Tyree Kill. And then Beans is like, no, fuck it. He's my quarterback. (laughs) Here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. There is nothing wrong with trading up for the 101 to get your guy Mahomes. Like, Mahomes is not a bad fancy asset still. Like, he's very, very good top-end quarterback. But, like, you you just – you gave up flat out way too much. Uh, I love it. I love it. The thing is, is Beans – Here's all you need to think about. If Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette become like Melvin Gordon's Gordon's after this year, and like Damian Pierce, like the Texans draft a running back in the first round, like and the Falcons draft a running back in like the second round, it becomes like a big committee. Where are you going to find running back like help? Like, we'll worry about that. We will that? worry about that in the future. We're in win now mode, and it we're because about that. It, <laughs> <laughs> you could have just had Justin Herbert <laughs> and your picks to add another running back. Wait, yeah, I thought because... we all agreed. I thought we all agreed to a great reset in three years where we redraft. No, <laughs> no, because <laughs> no, beans. You'll find out that the top end running backs are like all gone before like pick five every single year. Well, how good. Not not in super flex necessarily. That's super fair. flex quarterbacks still if... go up. Beans' team does look a lot different if Matt Corral hits. It's just the chances of an alcoholic like that hitting that. Hey, we talked talked highly on him on that situation. (laughs) We did talk highly of him on that situation. But regardless, (laughs) the chances of a quarterback in the third round hitting are not great. And that's only like a best case scenario I can create for your roster right now. Beans, what are you going to do? During week eight, when Patrick Mahomes is on his bye week, are you going to start Trace McSorley or Gardner Minshew? Well, Matt Corral will be the starter by then. Oh, so. Gee, so if he's the starter by then, who are you cutting? You okay, wait, wait, wait. Are we saying Patrick Gardner Minshew's the starter because the Eagles don't like Jalen Hurts and they really dislike his situation <laughs> no, there? No, no. And are no. we saying Matt Corral also is the starter because Carolina is going to run Sam Darnold out of the building? If we're Do you being see honest, the ifs that you're going through here, Beans? Yeah. <laughs> If we're being honest, your best chance is starting Trace McSorley week eight because Kyler's hurt. <laughs> you could you argue can't... that maybe Jalen got hurt. Fun fact, yeah. I'm the owner of the Royals. I don't know why you put Matt Corral. So, like, if Matt Corral was supposed to be, like, viable. Oh, no. Is he on his taxi squad? Yeah, you yeah. should have just put, uh, like. Why? You're going to have to cut someone to activate him. Oh, I got plenty of those. <laughs> Yeah. Who's that the hot the... cut name right now? Is it Scotty Miller? Probably. Actually, no. no it's it's got to yeah. be Travis Fulgham. Why the fuck did you draft Travis Fulgham? Yeah, it's got to be Travis Fulgham. It's definitely Travis Fulgham. He shouldn't even be on your roster. Right? I don't even know who that is. I just drafted him. He's Travis Fulgham actually has like one of the craziest careers. Let me just – oh, God. I don't want to drag this out too long. Nah, Travis it's... Fulgham – Um. If you look at his like career stats, I'm pulling him up right now. Like zero zero yeah, he, he zero ninety six zero. He, he yeah, just he all of a sudden went off. No, he literally went from like zero yards on three targets to five hundred thirty nine yards on like sixty seven targets in Philly, and then the next year like zero yards on zero targets. Like yeah, but look at the games played. 
Wait, yeah, he played <laughs> one game since that season in Philly, and that was like <laughs> that was last year. Y'all, y'all just don't, y'all just don't understand. All right, Beans. I, I will look forward to you proving me wrong. Uh, anyways, guys, that wraps up the Dutch Mill Fan Club um, draft. Uh, are are you going to start a Twitter preview. account to where we can uh, regale everyone with our exploits? Maybe, maybe we do have to do that. You know, that is something that myself and the commissioner will I, take I under run, consideration. I run a, uh, I run a Twitter for our redraft. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Beans, we just shit on you by a lot. So now it's time for your very own segment. Ooh. I need you to give me your thought-provoking <laughs> moment. And it probably won't be anything to do with fantasy because there's no thought behind that from you. So <laughs> take it away. Um, apparently nothing makes sense. There you go. All right. So nothing makes fucking sense. All right. Life makes no sense. Like, think about it. You're on a planet right now. You think you're in America? Zoom out. You are on a space rock floating in nothingness, like infinite nothingness. Think about that. And that infinite nothingness is always expanding so that nothingness is endlessness. And it gets getting bigger. Yeah. Beans, you you are dead on. However, I just have to say I think that's a little bit of a lazy, thought-provoking moment of the week. Dude, no, no, no. I, and then, and then, I, like, think that, okay. I think that's something that everyone has always thought of. But it's also crazy because, like, we're like a bunch of molecules and everything, and and we're just like all think it's normal. It's like okay, yeah, we're just I'm never gonna think of that again. Like, think of that. No, it just I, doesn't I'm make Beans, sense. I'm with Beans though on like the concept of how crazy space is. Right. I, yeah. I think one of the things that's like wild to me. Is like when you're looking up like the stars, yeah, like they're millions of light years away, which means that you're seeing light from millions of years away, right? Which is crazy. Yeah. And then, uh, have you ever like looked up in the space and it's like, wow, that is like, it seems like it's right there, but it's not. It's and it's continuously going. So I actually do have something for you, Beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this was a video I watched the other day. So this has something to do with, like, light years and, like, how big big it is. So if you and an alien society were, like, we'll call it 10,000 light years apart. Yeah. And, like, you declared war on that society, right? Like, you made contact with them and, like, you both declared war. If you sent your most state-of-the-art spaceship, even if, so if, like, even if you were, like, at even – like technology, you know what I mean? So both planets are even. If you send your most state-of-the-art spaceship, the spaceship will be 10,000 years old by the time it reaches the next society. And so it will be like a it will be like a caveman ship and just get destroyed because you can't fight them because technology would have advanced so much over 10,000 years. Oh, my God. So, like, you literally can't fight interstellar space war like from a certain light year distance because like it's impossible for you to win so is until that we conquer traveling at the speed of light but if you're but even if, if you're ten thousand light years away then you still it still takes ten thousand years to get there land oh so do you think our government are, do you think our government has an agreement with other solar systems governments saying we can't fight each other for that particular reason Actually, no, he, here's the thing with that. Like we, for like our like little human brains, just want to think that like if there are other things out there that like they think and act the same way that we do, and that's just probably not true. You well, know, there's like a thought concept where it's like you don't want 
anyone to know that you exist because if they know you exist, there's a chance that like you could advance further than them and then destroy them. Right? Okay. Well, what's so more terrible? You ter- should destroy every society that makes contact with you. But what 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 would make more what would be more terrifying? The fact that we're alone or that there's something else out there? I think it's impossible for us to be for us to be alone in the universe, but I think it's also impossible for us to ever find out. Because think yeah. about it. Like you you talked about how big space was. There's like hundreds of thousands of galaxies and spaces ever expanding. Like there's life out there, surely. But like, how are we ever going to know? Because it's like millions of light years away. Like you're, like if you send out a radio signal to like two million mi- light years away, like it's never gonna get there. And if it does, then they're gonna hear it and send it back. And it's four million years later, and humans might be gone in four million years. Too much. <laughs> On another note, what do you call a gay dinosaur? There we go. That's what uh, like a lot of us. A megasaurus. Oh. <laughs> My answer was just as valid. I don't want to hear it. What was yours? That was more like a lot of us. That's a lesbian <laughs> dinosaur. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, it's a knee slapper. All right, Sam, take us into our uh, hot yeah, take. Yeah, this show has devolved so much, and it's all thanks to Colton Hitch's hairline again, the sponsor of today's video. <laughs> Colton Hitch's hairline, it's going, going, gone, just like the Royals' playoff chances. <laughs> um. Anyways, I believe it's time for hot takes of the week. We got some flaming hot ones, I think. And is this you, Gavin? Are you the first one? Or is that me? I am not the first one. I'm. I'm excited for this one, though. Who is it? It's me. Oh, oh man. You know what? You know, I want to save that one for last. That okay. one's exciting. Right. I want to save it for last. Gavin, I want you to tell us about Skittles. That's not uh, good. Yeah. I got it. That land? Got that it. land? I got it. I got it. All land right. with the flame and hot so, Let's go. So, green apple Skittles are a top three Skittle flavor. And I am tired of hearing people say, oh, like, why'd they replace lime with green apple like, like lime was so much better. Like, no, it wasn't. Like, like you're just thinking, uh, it's kind of like a boomer mentality. Like, oh, I wanted to go back uh, how it was like in the good days, you know? Like, like just admit to yourself, like green apple is a solid candy flavor and it's a good Skittles flavor. And it, for me, it is right behind uh, purple and red. Um, so what are those flavors? For, 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 I think grape and cherry, I think. I think it's but. Stop with the green apple skittle slander. It's just not valid. That's my hot take. You know, you know what? I'm gonna catch so much flack for this because I I always catch flack for this. Um, orange candy is the best candy, and the orange skittle is the best skittle. Um, I know Oof. I'm gonna, get, I know <laughs> I'm gonna get hate for that. <laughs> Oof, that's tough. Uh. Or orange Starburst, the best Starburst. I'm sorry. Wow. Why wow. I, I like orange Starburst. It is not the best. I. I'm here to tell you right now, dude, I love all things orange. Like, orange-flavored stuff is delicious. Um, that's not my, my hot take, but, um, I, you know, I don't know where I slide green apple in because it's orange, and then it's grape, and then I don't know what other Skittle flavor I would want over it, to be completely fair. I can't tell you the last time I've had a Skittle. 
Are they even different flavors or are they just different colors? That's what I was going to say. Like my they are. brain convinces I, me that they're 99% sugar anyways. And like I can barely taste the difference between them. So like I, I really don't even pay attention to what comes out of the bag. I actually think they're the same. Like they're all the same. Or at least like in a standard bag. It's just your brain telling you. That I, I think I oh my God. Times they, they had someone do a blind taste test and they couldn't tell what flavor it was. Yeah, what if your brain's like you see something and your brain's like, yeah, that's a strawberry. I'm gonna imagine that straw. Like, what if your strawberry tastes different than my strawberry? Green apple and like lime. You would just if it's still green, you would just say it's lime. Uh, I don't know. We need to get an investigation on this. We need we need to do a survey. Yeah, everyone, take a blind taste test of Skittles and tell us what you get. I'm just not sure. Maybe. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's this one? I'm ready to be hurt uh, again. I got to find ready this to tweet hurt. real quick. What's that? Um, oh, Jesus. Who tweeted this? It wasn't. Gosh dang it. I can't remember who it was. Insert commercial music. Do, 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 do. Um, no, oh, you got to do the... Uh... <laughs> You got to do the Eric Andre show. We'll be right back. That's what it's got to be. <laughs> did you listen to last week's episode, Jacob? Of course I did. What did you think of the transitions? It was gorgeous. Immaculate. <laughs> who, who is this? One second. Okay. Is well, it the well, guy? Wait, okay. Well, well, oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yes, man. I can't remember his name. I have Tim Connolly on my head because of last week with Rachel. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. You're, you're Wait, so what's the actual quote then? While Sam's looking for credit. Um. So I, I'm not going to steal his. Oh take. wait, wait, wait. Talk about wait, it. I quote tweeted it. I'm an idiot. I was. Oh my god. Him. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's 30 uh, seconds of my Alex life will never get back. Connolly. No. See, I had the last name right. All right, so Bill Connolly tweets last night at 8.11 p.m. Hello, I am ESPN Bill C., and I'm officially talking myself into Kansas State for 2022. Anyone want to join me on this potentially doomed expedition? And, Bill, I am so ready to join you on this failed expedition because all I've been doing for the last 16 years is talking myself into K-State football. I act like I have this tough guy, we stink facade. But I tell you what, if K-State starts 3-0, and I'm going to start fooling myself into a Big 12 championship <laughs> game like I did last year, and then we lost to Oklahoma State. <laughs> so I just want to say I am ready to get hurt again. I am sure K-State will finish like 7-5, and five, and it will just be sad as ever, 6-6, six 7-5. Six, We'll beat some SDC school. It's a BS bowl game because they don't care or some bullshit like that. And then we'll be right back and ready for the 2023 season. Gentlemen, I am ready to get hurt again. The best part about it is season is going to hurt more than other seven and five seasons because we're probably not going to be returning a quarterback that we want to keep. We're going to be losing key players off the rest of the roster. So like, not exactly sure what we're going to be building towards. <laughs> it's just, it's just I, a year of like being kind of happy. I, I will add 
from a glass half full standpoint that this coaching staff has given us nothing but confidence that they can go grab guys in the transfer portal. So I'll, I'll leave that at that though. No matter who we lose. This, this coaching staff can go and grab every position on the football field, except for quarterback. Yep. Which is yep. kind of the shittiest part. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know how that's a hot take. Um, you know what? I guess the hot take is I don't think K-State will be anything special, even though we probably should. It's sad. I hate it here. Yeah. But I'm ready Beans. to get hurt again. And Beans, you have a hot take about the ocean. Okay. So, how many oceans are there? Five. Is it five? Five. Okay. Arctic, uh, Atlantic, Antarctic, Indian, and Pacific. Okay. No. Throw that all to the fucking side. It's one ocean. All right. (laughs) It's all bodies of water connected. All right. Oh, but the molecules are separated. All the molecules are different. One's murky. One's clear. No, it's one. You don't go to the pool. You go to one pool. One's just deeper than the other. It's still a fucking pool. You guys realize, like, it's people's with, like, degrees and like really high paid positions jobs to decide like where on a map an arbitrary line in water is that is so like just think dumb. about that and yeah. I, I don't understand it either because it's not like it's like territorial or anything like it's not like it's the north american ocean and well, sure like the there's south like american ocean where like it's like a line of demarcation there's like, gotta be Pottawatomie like, county of the pacific and stuff it's just one big body of water. Just call it the ocean. Just, yeah. It's, it's the ocean. Beans and Gavin, you'll remember um, my hot take whenever we went down to Tanny uh, back a few years ago uh, that, that all bodies of water are connected. Oh, uh, that's yeah. So, so that, yeah. That, well, they that, are that's all my... connected. Unless they're all, yeah. Lake. Well, no, even those are connected. No, they have, even those have spillways. You yeah, can find a way. Yeah, all bodies of water are connected. I mean, kind of. I mean, if it's just like a man-made lake with no spillway. No, there's a way. That's just asking for a flood. <laughs> what if you just filled it halfway, Gavin? <laughs> you you dig you dig through the ground and create a river. Yeah. <laughs> All bodies of water connected. To add on to this point of people in entirely that get entirely too much money to make arbitrary points that mean absolutely nothing is deciding where the atmosphere stops because for my money the atmosphere just kind of stops there isn't like a right here 11 11 billion feet elevation we found it the end of the atmosphere like it just kind of goes to fucking space i don't even know how the atmosphere like stays around the earth besides gravity or whatever i'm pretty sure it's just gravity yeah so like what holes in it though somehow we are the atmosphere. The atmosphere is probably just us talking and producing all this hot air that flows up. That I, I just I just think scientists get too much street cred. Yep, same. Speaking of scientists, I think we might have one on next week. Oh dear. Oh God. shit. We're gonna get fucking smashed with knowledge. I tell you what, guys, I, I can't promise anything. I haven't scheduled anything. But we might have an extended storm on our hands next week. Ooh, I, I I caught the hint there. Yeah, Beans knows what I'm talking about. Long-time listeners probably know what I'm talking about. New-time listeners, you're in for a treat. Ah, uh, okay. I got <laughs> The wheels are starting to turn. Yeah, everything's turning. Big wheels keep on turning. <laughs> rolling, rolling, <laughs> rolling like a river. <laughs> 
right. We completely derailed this podcast. Gentlemen, who has the last word? Beans, curd, land. It, what do you want? What do you need? It what needs to stop. It needs to stop fucking raining. <laughs> I I have one. Uh, for anyone in the Dutch Mill fan club, fancy football league still listening, pay your damn dues. I want to have money. <laughs> I want to have money to take from you guys whenever I wipe the floor with everyone's asses this year. So pay your fucking dues. I'm in this last take, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> At least fair, you weren't the bottom. League safe. I will literally Venmo. I have like $100 in Venmo. I will literally Venmo anyone like for it. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, that's, that's part of it, Sam. You got to figure it out. <laughs> well, you might as well just kick me out of the league. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, dude, I want his back. I want his picks. Yeah, if you can't you, if you can't pay it, then you gotta drop all hey, your beans, players. You want to collude? If I gave you all my players, you'd probably start all my players. I don't have anything. I'm just uh to live through unemployment before employment comes along. Oh man, well I tell you what, job life fucking stinks. So what? stay unemployed as long as you can, Gab. Enjoy it while you got it. Well, gentlemen. If that's it from you guys, then I want to say special thanks to everyone still listening to our podcast. We really appreciate all of the listens that we get from everyone, from the local Kansas ones to even the international ones, from that Netherlands guy that one time. Netherlands guy, if you're listening still, we want you on the show. Please contact us at underscore underscore F3S. That's at underscore underscore F3S, all capitals for the F, the three, and the S. And gentlemen, I just want to say thank you, Mr. Jacob Land, for the wonderful narration of the show. Round of applause for our special guest, Mr. Jacob Land. Thanks for having us on. Thank you to Colton's Hairline again for sponsoring us. And everyone, I hope you enjoyed. Please like, share, and subscribe and leave feedback that is either good, bad, but constructive. And again, everyone here. Have a great day and fuck Bosco boys. See you next time. Peace out.